Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me, which is, um, it's Christmas week. It's week commencing the 20th of December, which means that we've got Christmas Day coming on Saturday and I'll finish the TFM entries on Christmas Eve, which many of you will know is my favourite of the days uh, over the, 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 the sort of Christmas holiday period. Um, now, I started off the week a bit ranty, so I've, I've done what I can to make sure I'm really picking up the festive vibe uh, by the time we get to Christmas Eve. And normally Christmas Eve pretty much has the effect of getting me in that place anyway. But um, I, I have to apologise because the start of the week was a, a little bit ranty. But then there's plenty to rant about, really. So um, it, it's going to go in fairly full on, but then more more baubles and, and tinsel towards towards Friday. Uh, if that's okay. Right, got that out of the way. Disclaimer done. Let's have a bit of that twangy guitar. Monday. Over the weekend, we found out that the minister with responsibility for delivering the Brexit project and the Brexit negotiations, uh, Lord Frost had resigned and he'd cited a number of reasons for for going, none of which strangely had anything to do with Brexit. Um, They were down to things like the government spending far too much time uh, on climate change and the environment, uh, spending too much money being sort of not the right kind of conservatives or whatever it would be. But anyway, he cited all these reasons as to why he was he was he was clearing off. Uh, probably nothing to do with the absolute mess that he's got himself in over the Northern uh, Ireland Protocol. But it's uh, that so so we had. In fact, it did make me think of the pun in terms of uh, Frosty the Go Man this morning. But um, what it it made me think about it made me think about how this entire brexit project has gone spectacularly wrong uh, and 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 backfired massively if you think about the reason it was brought about in the first place so we're at the point now where there's quite a divide between um, the bits of the public who think that Brexit's working out well and the bits of the public who think it's not working out well. It's clearly we're we're getting to the stage where it's becoming accepted that this is not the thing that was promised. Um, And I know a lot of us banged on a, 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 a lot about the fact it wouldn't be what was promised, but it's starting to really seep into the public consciousness that this isn't what what was promised and there's a lot more um that's that's unpalatable and uncomfortable about where we've ended up but if you take it all the way back and say look brexit was a referendum called by david cameron because he needed to ensure party unity because he needed this question to be done and dusted for a generation because of the strength of eurosceptic feeling in the tory party and then eurosceptic feeling you know branching off and 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 breaking away with regard to you know ukip and and those kind of things then obviously it spectacularly backfired because we ended up getting the brexit that cameron never thought that we get but the point is giving the Eurosceptic wing of the Tory party what they wanted in terms of the Brexit they wanted, which obviously they're not happy with now. You know, the, the, the reason why Brexit's a problem is because somehow it was implemented incorrectly, uh, which is which is interesting. Um, but the, the point is, 
giving them that thing now hasn't actually done anything to placate that group of the party. So that group of the party is now the group of the party that are also... Um, they were the climate change deniers. Now they're the people just saying that climate change is far too expensive. And they're also part of this libertarian group that is also saying that we shouldn't lock down and we shouldn't harm the economy and so on and so forth. So far from resolving this issue with with that part of the party, actually, all we've done is we've just emboldened them to now make them far, you know, they've, they've become agitators on a whole number of subjects, whereas before they just used to sort of shout from the sidelines about Europe. Now they're shouting from the sidelines about pretty much everything. And of course, where that's now a massive issue for Johnson is that he can't, do the things he wants to do. If he wanted to lock down this week, he couldn't do it because too many of his backbenchers and this wing of the party that are far too powerful would turn round and say no. And because he's so wounded at the moment, it it is it essentially wouldn't happen. So when you look at it that way round, this whole Brexit thing which was supposed to be about party discipline and party unity, has actually created far more problems than it's solved. Tuesday. After what appears to be a very stormy cabinet meeting yesterday, what we've found out today is that there won't be any new lockdown restrictions or any changes in health policy between now and Christmas. So Christmas isn't cancelled. Um... And there's not going to be anything new coming on. But I think people probably think there may well be something coming in the new year or certainly as early as the Monday after Christmas. We just don't know because we don't know what the data is going to tell us yet. Obviously, cases are going through the roof, but it hasn't worked its way through into uh, the impact on the health service as yet. But of course, we're in that period where we don't know. So if this hits the health service in a similar sort of way that Delta does, then we're in for a problem next week because we've gone from 13,000, 40,000 cases a day to over 100,000 cases or there or thereabouts 100,000 cases a day. So we've got, we've got a problem brewing if, if it hits us hard, but we don't know that yet and we, we may not know for another week or so. Now, we're now running contrary to a lot of countries in Europe and we're now running contrary to what it looks like the other, uh, what the devolved nations are going to do because it looks like there'll be more restrictions in Wales, in Scotland and in Northern Ireland than there will be in England because this is a devolved issue between the, you know, the, the, the individual governments will make those judgment calls. Um, the, the problem and the bit I'm struggling with here is the fact there's a moral vacuum at the centre of all of this because... Johnson comes out a fortnight ago and scares the living daylights out of everybody to try and get everybody to get boosters. And to be fair, it worked. He he scared people into, into you know, for a short period of time, overwhelming um, the infrastructure of the health service because he scared people into getting boosters. Now, don't get me wrong, getting boosters is absolutely the right thing to do. But he goes on a Sunday night and he scares the nation, essentially, and tells them how bad this thing is. But then doesn't seem to want to do anything about the repercussions for that. So if it is as bad as it is, we should be locking down. I'm not saying that we, whether I think we should or we shouldn't. I'm saying that the level of um, fear that he put out there would suggest that need more needs to be done. What Jacob Rees-Mogg came out this week and said was, you don't need to put restrictions in place because people's behaviour is doing that anyway. The public understand this is an issue, so therefore the public is changing its behaviour without any restrictions. 
that's a complete abdication of moral responsibility from the government's point of view. And the government's first responsibility is to protect its citizens. So if you're going to stand there, be it Mark, be it Johnson, whoever, and say, well, look, the public are all doing the right thing. We don't need to tell them what they do because they're all doing the right thing. You should be taking the lead. You shouldn't be expecting the public to behave properly and do the right thing if you're not prepared to stand up and say what the right thing is. Of course, the other side of this argument is by expecting the public to do what they're doing, what you're also doing is you're letting down industry and you're letting down business. Because what's happening is shops are empty, city centres are empty, restaurants are empty, bars are empty. And yet, because you haven't put anything in place, any provision in place, you're not having to pick up the pieces and compensate these businesses. Because technically, as far as you're concerned, the economy is still open. Now, how that can be anything other than an absolute abdication of responsibility, I don't know. I just don't know. And in the middle of this, we've just got this ongoing squabble within the Conservative Party because you've got a hardcore of people who think you shouldn't actually intervene and do anything at all. Wednesday. You may recall I said I was going to see A Christmas Carol today. I was going to see the Mark Gattis version of A Christmas Carol at Alexander Palace, and that was with um, the my colleagues, the team at the MIA. And there was four of us due to be going, and I was due to be going down on the train. And you'll be su- not surprised to learn that I haven't travelled. We all had a long chat about, um, about where we were, the fact we were all travelling into London from other parts of the country, about the potential risk of being in and around central London and we took the decision that because it would impact Christmas on all of us if we caught COVID today that we would we would put it off and we've managed to move the trains around but obviously we've we've lost the tickets for the for the show and I don't know if that will be the only chance I get to see this production um I don't know if well it probably will be let's let's face it there's there's very little chance with the fact that it's not only due to run into an early part of the new year that I'll get down to to see this, which is a huge shame because you all know how I feel about A Christmas Carol and you all know how I feel about Mark Gattis and it would have been a quite exceptional uh, production. In fact, I've had a friend who saw it and he said it was amazing and I would have really enjoyed it. Um, So that would have been my last train this year. Um, And so instead what I did today was I watched a film called Last Train to Christmas um because obviously it would have been the last train to christmas for me but um and this is a this is a film with michael sheen the um the the welsh actor michael sheen and it's it's a curious little thing it's a bit of a sliding doors type of thing it's based on how changing something in your past then obviously will change your future so if you go back and you take a different fork in the road you end up changing everything moving forward and it's and it's done on a train journey from london to nottingham and he he as he moves back through the train he moves back through his his life through his timeline effectively um and it's right how can i put it i really really enjoyed it 
I was prepared to suspend disbelief and to, you know, not not to pick holes in it because you could easily pick holes in it. So I, I decided I wasn't going to pick holes in it. I was just going to enjoy it for what it was. And it's a marvellous thing. It's interesting in terms of the way it's shot. It's very, very clever in terms of the interiors of the trains because you're going back over a number of different styles of train carriage. Um, the The hair, the clothes, the various bits of, you know, sort of uh, bits of makeup and what have you he's, that he's got on are absolutely superb. As, to be fair, is his Nottingham accent. And as somebody who grew up in North Nottinghamshire and, and, and has family in Nottingham, then, then the accents, I thought, were really, really, really good. Um, and it was just, it was just, I don't know, I was just prepared. I was in the right space for it. I needed something today that was going to not compensate, but clearly it was a shame that I couldn't do and we couldn't do what we wanted to do. So I kind of needed something just to take me away. And this this took me away. And his performance is superb. Uh, he carries it really, really well. As I say, there's huge holes in it. Huge holes in it. The fact that he get that he accepts what's going ar- uh, on around him so easily and drifts into it in a way that you just you know in real. But of course, it can't happen in real life. But it, he shouldn't have accepted. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So it's it's a sky film. Um, if you've got access to Sky Cinema, I would honestly suggest you watch it because I think it's a really enjoyable sort of hour and three quarters, whatever, uh, and a really interesting, a really interesting premise, and really, and really, you know, very. I thought very skillfully, skillfully done. I'm starting to think that I'm I'm a terrible film critic because I seem to I seem to like films that other people don't, or or rather, I seem to be quite happy. I'm. I, it's very rarely I watch a film and I don't take something from it. It's very rarely I watch something and go, oh, that was really, really shocking. Actually, I'm quite prepared to give a lot of films the benefit of the doubt, and, and I probably have done in this case. So, Last Train to Christmas, Michael Sheen, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, and if you watch it and you really don't like it, then just just don't judge. Please don't judge. Thursday. I kind of knew I wanted a Christmas tune for the title for the episode this week. And I kind of knew that um, there's a reason There's a reason why, or kind of a reason why there's all this prep and all this, everything goes into this crescendo that, 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 that is Christmas Eve effectively and then into Christmas Day morning. And it must be Santa is, is, is the reason for it. You know, you, you, I, I'm not a, a necessarily a religious person, so uh, you know I have I have taken that element of it away uh, from Christmas, um, and have done really for for quite a, a while. But I do like Christmas. Christmas is an act of faith because there's something about having faith in human nature and the fact that it is actually possible, you know, to take a moment and to and to do the right thing and christmas is a time that reminds us of that uh and 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 yes i accept the fact that there's a christian element to that as well and fine but if you take you know that out of it then i'm still thinking well there's a, there's a, there's there's something about faith and there's something about hope and there's something about family and all those things that, that that gets us to where we are but ultimately the week is building up to the week builds up to the big fella it just builds up to the big fella so um so i had to pick must be santa um which when i first heard this track by bob dylan and i just thought 
there's a Christmas tune here. It's got kind of accordion on it, and it's and I listened to it. and I thought this is this is utter utter garbage, Bob. What what have you done? And then I can't begin to tell you how wrong I was. Must be Santa is an astonishingly good tune. It's a fantastic Christmas tune. It's it's as good a Christmas tune as been written in the past. Blah. Um, and as much as I do adore, you know, um, I believe in Father Christmas. I think, I think, must be Santa's nearly my favourite Christmas song. I think I'd probably pick it over Slade or all the others. Um, don't get me wrong; it's not going to take away from Thea Gilmore and Strange Communion and what the album is. But in, just in terms of a bit of three-minute Christmas, you know, jingle bell-driven just thing. Then must be Santa is fantastic, and of course, as I said before, we're we're building, we're we're building to tomorrow, we're building to tomorrow night, we're building to the big fella coming, and you know, I can't I can't really state it any other way. So that's what you've got as your title for the episode. And if you don't know the song, I always put the link in the in the notes. Have a look, watch the watch the video, listen to the song, see what you think. And if you think it's nonsense and garbage, then there's a very good chance in three or four years' time it'll be your favourite Christmas tune as well. Friday. So here we are, Christmas Eve 2021. It's all been building up to this. Uh, and it's been a it's been a good day. Um, I was up early. I was in the supermarket for, for for just after seven, getting the last few bits, which is great because I love being in the supermarket that time on Christmas Eve because everybody's who's up and has made the effort to get there is really with it and really looking forward to the day and is kind of on a mission to get things done. He's just normally very very pleasant, and so that was that was great. And I've been out for a coffee and uh, had a walk. And uh, don't started doing bits of bits of prep for tomorrow. The ham's been cooked and it's been it's been roasted in honey this year, which I'm hoping will work out all right. I've tried a bit; it seems to be okay. You never really tell with the ham, I don't think, until the next day. I think it needs it overnight in the fridge, and then you slice it the next day. And yeah, so we'll see what the ham's like tomorrow. But I'm thinking it's going to be okay. Uh, the braised cabbage is made uh, with my farmhouse cookbook that I bought from Woolworths about. 20 25 30 years ago for 4.99 which is still probably my favorite cookbook with some amazing stuff in it including the the braised cabbage recipe so that's been that's done and that's nice because i really like that so loads loads of the stuff the, the christmas eve stuff which is all part of the tradition for me of christmas eve lots of that's been done um and we've we've you know we've with bit of board games has, has been going on and uh the, you know been some christmas tunes on and just just all the kind of things you'd you'd expect really and then um the the break i guess the break this year has been i've not i've not watched a christmas carol um but i've read it uh which is a new thing actually um so i've i've read the book before but never on christmas eve um so to read the book on christmas eve has been great because it's, it's only relatively short you can read it you can certainly read it in a day you can read it you can read it in one sitting or you can read it over a couple of sessions which is what i've done over the course of the day and 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 so that's been a nice little twist on everything to actually go back and read the read the text rather than than than, than watch an adaptation i've not seen one yet so i'll i will i'll sit down and watch a version over christmas um but yeah this this year was about the book um 
which uh, which do you know what this might start a new might be a new tradition coming here about actually sitting down and reading it on Christmas Eve because it was really nice and it's a it's such an evocative text so it was really nice to to do that so that's so that's all there so we, we're about there we're about there we're about we're about ready um i'm just finishing this off now a little bit later than normal but it's okay it's fine uh, and i'm looking at the the clock on my computer it's it's 8 minutes past it's 8 minutes past um 9 it's with it's friday the 24th of december so i'll get this i'll get this finished and type a few notes up and then I think I think that's that's about me. Um, I've had a couple of glasses of wine already, but I think I might treat myself to maybe one more glass of wine, and just just decompress for a little bit before before sort of climbing in and and you know because because at the end of the day, the earlier you go to bed, the faster it gets here. So you know we've all got that to look forward to. So uh, so yeah, so thank you for sticking with me uh, through the course of the uh, through the course of the year uh, thanks for listening um, apologies for the fact that I started off the week with quite 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 a bit of ranting but that you know you know me now that's fairly par it's fairly par for the for the course the other thing of course that is nice and maybe one of the reasons I'm feeling I don't know a, a sense of, of balance today is the fact that I realized all my numbering on my episodes was out by one uh, I was trying to work out why we we're on episode 50 at which we were last week and of course we weren't we missed out 33 so actually every week since 33 has been wrong so this is actually episode 50 for the second season which means i'm a couple of weeks away from two years of this Uh, it also means i'm past 100 episodes um which is which is kind of scary really but you know we, we 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 carry on and it's it's well it's just part of my it's just part of my week now it's i don't know what i'd do without it um so have a great time out there have a have a safe and have a peaceful christmas and and let's see if we can have a a, a new year that's you know that's filled with hope because i think we all without a shadow of a doubt we all deserve it anyway take care stay safe and i'll speak to you soon <laughs>